Today we're doing the second installment or the second part of a series that I started on Friday called Not Your Typical Weekend. And the reason that we named it Not Your Typical Weekend, because that's exactly what it was for all these guys that were involved in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. You see, a lot of us, we read the Bible now and we go through the story and we think that it was just, you know, from one moment to the next and everybody was happy and excited and all these things happened. But I want to let you know something. For the disciples and everybody else that was involved in this situation, this was not something easy to handle. Okay, you imagine the last 48 to 72 hours for the life of each of these people that have been involved. If you think that being on a roller coaster is something crazy, imagine going through this. The person that they followed for three and a half years of their life, they're giving their best to him, going after him with their whole heart. They start doing miracles, signs, wonders. Peter even walks on the water. Now that person gets arrested, okay? All their hopes were on him. He gets crucified, he dies. And all of a sudden now, these women go to anoint his body, okay? On the third day, anoint his body means that since the Sabbath was coming, they weren't really able to prepare his body for burial the way that Jewish custom does it. So when they go there, they see that the stone is rolled away. They meet this angel, all right? And when they're in the middle of all that, all right, there's something very interesting that happens because there's a character that we've been looking at. We started looking at this character on Friday, and we're going to continue looking at him this morning because this character stands out in the midst of this whole uh, death and resurrection story. And that character is Peter. All right, now, the situation with Peter, it, the last time we saw him, it got pretty serious because the last time he actually ended up denying Jesus three times, all right? And the third time that he denied him, the Bible says he actually cursed at the people, all right? So there's this disciple, he's walking with God, all right? And, uh, you know, aren't you over that, Peter? You know, speaking with bad words and this and that. And he ends up saying, hey, I don't know this, and quack, 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 you know, those little things that you're not supposed to say. That's what he said, all right? And Peter hides away, all right? And nobody's heard anything of him till that moment. Now, if you guys could come with me to your Bibles to Mark 16, verse 6 and 7. Mark 16, verse 6 and 7. Something very interesting here. The angel appears to the women like you just saw here in the, in the movie. And I want to apologize that the other clip ran before. The other clip is supposed to come now after this. But the angel said this, don't be alarmed. You are not, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So the angel tells the women, hey, go tell the disciples, go to Galilee. You're going to see, uh, but make sure Peter gets there. <laughs> you imagine how Peter must have felt at that moment? All right. Peter knows he really messed up. You know, like any of you guys that are parents, you know, when you're correcting your child, you know, you're like, uh, so-and-so, we got to go speak in the room. All right. They know it's serious. They know that they messed up. Well, that's the way that Peter must have felt. 
Because Peter says, hey, I got to see all the disciples. And by the way, make sure Peter gets there. I imagine Peter's trip to Galilee. It must have been an interesting trip, I'll tell you that. He must have felt a little butterflies in his stomach on the way there. Because Jesus had a personal conversation set up just for Peter. Now, you know, I was saying something on Friday, and for those of you guys that were not there, you know, were not here on Friday, maybe you couldn't connect. I am the type of person, I like Peter. You see, because a lot of times we're like, well, you know, Peter lacked faith, and, you know, he walked on the water, but he sunk. Yeah, but he walked on water. (laughs) How many of us have tried it in our pool, you know what I'm saying, to walk on water? If you've had any success, please, I need to sit with you at the end of the service. you got to tell me what you did. What were the three steps to do that, you know? Nobody's done it. Only Jesus and Peter. And we get on Peter's case. But you know what I like about Peter? That Peter tells me that even if there's failures in my life, God can still use me in a powerful way. Even if there's areas that need to be worked on, there's a mighty God behind me. That is ready to restitute me and put me back in a place even greater than I was before. You see, everybody in this room, all of us that are at home watching, there's areas in our life that still God needs to work in. There's nobody perfect here. But there's a mighty God. There's a mighty God. There's a powerful God that believes in you. There's a mighty God that believes in me. He knows the deposit that he's put inside of each of us. And he's ready to do some amazing things in each of us if we will let him. So now we're going to go and see that second scene, okay, of the movie, the one that you saw the first clip. And then you're going to see a little drama right after that. Alain, you help me with this. Oh, yeah? How you been? Good, and you? I've been good, good. You know, doing my daily routines every day. Oh, wow. Work, school, and just living life. Yeah, I get you. What about you? you? No, busy life, you know, you know how yeah. it goes. That's great, that's great. Yeah. What brings you around here? Well, I was actually thinking about you as I was coming here. Me? Really? Yeah, yeah. What's that? What a coincidence, yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and now, I, I just wanted to, listen, just to check on you to see how you were doing. And you know what's happening this Sunday, right? Um, no idea what's happening. Well, it's Resurrection Sunday. It's oh, yeah, that's right. Resurrection Sunday, of course. Yeah, it's Resurrection Sunday. And, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing how uh, I can find you here and, yeah. you know, extend you an invitation for you to come this Sunday. Oh, of course. It would be yeah. really, really amazing if you can make it. Uh, I would love to, but um, I'm busy, you know, I have plans, I have things to do. Yeah. You know, not to say better things, but, but yeah, I really appreciate you inviting me. I thank you for thinking of me and everything, but I'm just a little busy. But listen, yeah, I we didn't meet here just as a coincidence. I believe that with the bottom of my heart, and I've been praying about you, you know. And there is something about you. God has a bigger, bigger plans for you, and it takes for you to come back because we're waiting for you. We have our arms open, just you know, for you to come back. I, I want to see God's purpose and you fulfill. And wow. yeah, I mean, I mean, I know you have a busy schedule, but yeah. you know what? I, I'm just putting it out there. Those so. are some deep words. Thank you. But, uh, you know, I mean, busy living life, you know, uh, I understand you believe in that very good. And, but uh, it's not for all, you know, I mean, yeah. no, I get you, besides but, hey. I have it all together. You know, I got good job, got money, yeah. got cars. 
Yeah. I got girls. You're making more money than I am, you know, so, but that's you know, okay. Party, you know. I mean, you should come one day, maybe. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know, know. but. I'll hey, let you know too. I'll let you know too if anything. Thank you. Yeah. Some Let's see who wins. <laughs> Let's see who goes to which ones first. But, but uh, hey, I really appreciate it. Invitation is out there, so I can't wait thank to you. see well, you. Thank you. That'll be tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I got I lots of plans. There. Forget yeah. about those plans. <laughs> I have a bigger plans for you, so yeah. come. I I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Thank you. All right. Nice seeing you. Thank you. Take care. Then again, thank you for visiting me. I got you. I All got right, you. be well. See you soon. And I'm out. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a lot of plans, things to do, you know, better things to do. Hey, man, what's up? Of course, man, we're down for that this weekend. Yeah, tomorrow? Roger. All right, see you. <sighs> so, yeah, a lot of things to do. Yeah, I mean, I have it all together. Why do I need to? I know I want to charge this and that, but... Lord, 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 you really know what I'm going through. And you haven't helped me out much. I mean, well, not that I've seen you, but, um, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord, it's tough, it's tough. How can I get let go of everything else? And you really want me to, Lord? <sighs> I must, I must. This is not a coincidence like Fang said. It's really you, Lord. You know what, besides who's really more important, you or the rest of the things in life? Let me, I don't want to fail you, Lord. I don't want to fail you. I know I already met you and, oh. Let me see if she answers. Let me see. I need your help, Lord. I need your help. I need your help. Let me see. So let me see if she answers. Dun, 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 dun. Trying to call Fang, you know. Trying to call Fang. Uh, Sunday. It's a race, it's a sacrifice, but. Oh my gosh, it's Moises. Oh my gosh. I wonder what it is, God. I pray, I pray that he will say yes, God. Please, Lord. please. Okay. Moises, how are you? Hey, Fang, how you doing? Hey, glad to hear your voice. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, it just left me thinking, you know, and uh, although I had many things to do, I just felt really bad inside, and I just feel God is calling me and talking to me. Okay. And he's just telling me to, I need him. I need to go back to him. I need to go to church. Because that's how I can grow close to him. And uh, I know I've been drifted away from him and all the pleasures of the world, all the good things, apparently. But yes, I really, in reality, I've been bad. I mean, I, yeah, I might have it all, but I'm, I, I've been feeling dead inside. And so the reason why I called you back is 
Because yes, I take your invitation. I do want to go to church. I want to go to back to church. Hold that one second. I want to put you on hold. He said, yes, oh, okay, oh. thank you, so God. You don't want me to go Woo! to church? Okay. Yeah, why should I go back to church, man? Okay. Uh, nada, Moises, I'm, I'm happy that you're coming. Uh, I can't wait to see you Sunday. So be ready, sure. okay? So I'll see you tomorrow then, Sunday. Yes, yes. All right. See you soon. And thank you. Thank you again for being there. I got you. I got Bye. you. Bye. Yes, man, I need to do it. I need God. I do need him. I need you, Lord. I need you. Please help me. Because only you can help me. That I know. Only you can help me. Uh, let me start heading to church. Get all dressed up. Nice. I'll do, I'm doing this for you, Lord. I'm doing this for you. I really hope you can help me, Lord. I know you can, but please. Show up in my life. Show me. Show me that you really care. And I think you have shown me. Again, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Only for you. So let's go to church. Moses, how are you, man? Hey, Pastor Chris, how you doing? Bro, we've missed you, man. How you been? I've been uh, good, you know, uh, just a little far from church. Yeah, you yeah. Know, a little being uh, attracted by the pleasures of the world, you know, how it's... I said, but um, here I am, back to church. I haven't been here in a while. Bro, we have missed you so much, man. You know that you're in the right place today, man. I really believe God's going to do something in your life and in your heart. So I'm so glad that you came this morning. Wow. I believe it. Thank you for those words. Come on, let's sit down and let's, let's do see it. what God wants to do with you. Thank you. Let's make it happen. Yes, sir. All right, Praise let's Jesus. give it up for Woo! Moses. <laughs> You see, a lot of times we find ourselves the same way that Moses was right now. We're distracted by the different things in life. You know, we're busy. We're going through different things. Or like Peter in the scene that we just saw, we feel that we failed God and that God is going to forget us and he can't do anything else in our lives. But let me tell you something this morning as, as we're here on this Resurrection Sunday, that I have great news for you. And that news is that because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, there's always going to be a second opportunity for you. There's always going to be an opportunity for God to come into your life and do something great. You see, we could get busy with the different things that are going on. We could get distracted. But at the end of the day, you're going to still feel void. You're going to still feel that there's something missing inside. You're still going to feel that you could get filled with all these different things. But let me tell you something, until you are not walking in those things that God has prepared for you. And I see some of your faces as I look around here. I know some of your stories. I know some of your testimonies. And I know the way that you guys are walking now. I know that God is doing something powerful in you because you have tasted that. And I think that that's what the disciples started to taste. And I really believe that that's what Peter started to taste at that moment. So on this Resurrection Sunday, it brings me to this question. Why is the resurrection important? Why is the resurrection important for you and me today in 2021 in the midst of everything that's going on in the midst of our lives here in Miami or wherever it is that you might be looking from this morning? Why is the resurrection of Christ important for me? I just want to share with you three quick things today. 
of why that resurrection is important for you and for me and why it was important for Peter because we are looking at his life and some of the things that he went through and why I said that it was not a typical weekend for him. I want you to understand something. And this is the first thing that I want you to write down today. The resurrection of Christ tells me that it is God who has the last word. It is God who has the last word. It is God who has the last word over your life. And it's God who has the last word over my life. It was Jesus who had the last word over Peter. It wasn't his failure. It wasn't his denial of Christ. It wasn't the situation that he went through. I want to let you know today. Because you might be here and you feel disqualified. You might be sitting here today and you feel that what you've done is so big that God is never going to forgive you. But I want to let you know something. That God is the God that has the last word over your life. And I have a powerful testimony because just some few weeks ago, I stood up here on this pulpit and I asked for prayer for my aunt Nook that she was dying from COVID and she was uh, in intensive care and uh, just hours from passing away. And we got the church praying and we had her church in Georgia praying and a bunch of people praying. And just last night, as I was about to go to bed, I got this text message, and I got to share this with you, because it says this, we're watching the miracle happen. And this is my cousin, her daughter, writing me from Georgia this night, and she goes, yesterday the doctor came into mom's room and told her he had read through her chart, and he said, God has done the miracle, and he's bringing you through. The doctor said that. It wasn't the pastor that walked in, all right? It wasn't somebody from church. The doctor said, God has done the miracle he's bringing you through. And he will do more miracles to get you home. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That is the God that has the last word over whatever situation you are going through. That's the God that will meet you in the middle of your problem, in the middle of your situation. Because Christ resurrected, I want to let you know that he has the last word. He had the last word over Abraham, for example. Ninety-something years old, and God promises him that he's going to have a baby. Nobody would have said, hey, that baby's coming. But you know what? God had the last word. There was a moment that they were looking for a king for Israel because Saul had failed. And the prophet Samuel goes into David's house, and David's dad Picks all his brothers that were stronger than him, older than him, taller than him. But you know what? The prophet said, it's none of these. You know why? Because God had the last word. And you know who it was? It was that little one that nobody was looking to. The guy that was out there with the sheep, David, the one that had been forgotten. God had the last word over his life. There's three Hebrew boys in the land of Babylon that would not bow down to a statue that the king had made. And they said, if you don't bow down, you guys are going into the fire. And they said, you know what? We're not bowing down. It doesn't matter if you throw us into the fire. Our God is powerful enough to save us. And even if he does not save us. You see, that verse speaks to me because sometimes I will do the things if I see God coming through. But what if God doesn't come through? And they said, even if God does not save us, we will not bow down to that statue. And the Bible says that while they were there in the middle of that fire, the king looked and he said, didn't we throw three men into the fire? 
And they go, yeah, we threw three. Well, we see four men walking in the fire. And the last one looks like the Son of God walking in there with them. I want to tell you something. The Son of God, He resurrected and He has the last word over your life. He has the last word over my life. Never let failure, disqualification, situation tell you that you're defeated. God has the last word. Jesus has the last word. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, verse 57 and 58. But thank God that He gave us victory over sin and death. What did He give us? He gave us victory. Can you say that with me? He gave us victory. You have victory. I have victory. He gave us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. What a powerful word. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You know what that means? You haven't lost your time. You haven't wasted it. Okay, there might be other better things to do, Moses, on the weekend. But you know what? At the end of the day, when you go after God with all your heart, when you serve Him with all that you have, there's nothing better, guys. There's nothing better than going after that Lord that has the last word over our lives. The second thing that I want you guys to write down, the resurrection of Christ tells me that God can give life to the things that are dead. God can give life to the things that are dead. What are some of the dead things that are in your life right now? Some things that you have lost hope in already. You see, there was a moment in the Bible that Peter thought, this is it. I'm lost. Christ is dead. I left my fishing business to go after this preacher. I became a preacher. But now he's gone and I'm here and I denied him. And now they say that he resurrected. Oh, he's not going to want to see me. Tell the disciples and Peter. Oh, <laughs> what? Tell the disciples and Peter. So Peter goes to this encounter with Jesus. And I, you guys just saw on the screen. Jesus had something personal prepared for Peter. Because I imagine the voices speaking in Peter's head the hours before. The voices that told him, run away. Peter, you've wasted your life. Peter, God is mad or disappointed at you. You see, because in the moments when you fail God, the reality is that the first one that speaks to you is usually the enemy. And he will try to pull you away from God and say, you know what? Forget all this. This is made for something, for somebody else, but not for you. I heard that voice one time. I heard that voice one time. And I was this close to leaving God's purposes for my life. I wasn't even a pastor yet. But I have failed. I have failed miserably. And I remember when the enemy, just as clear as I'm speaking, told me, you know what? God has plans for them, but not for you. And I remember him very easy telling me, you know the phone numbers to all your friends still. Just call them and just go hang out with them. And forget this whole church thing. And I had a decision to make at that moment. Do I go after that that tells me I couldn't do it, I couldn't make it. And Peter had that decision at that moment. But you know what happened? Thanks God. 
that Jesus went and restored Peter. And as you saw there, he took his time. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. How many times did Jesus ask Peter, Peter, do you love me more than these? Three times. For every time that Peter failed, Jesus had a question that went deep into his heart. And I imagine how uncomfortable that moment was. Because you know what? God will sometimes make it uncomfortable for you and me. Sometimes he'll go into that place in our heart where we don't want nobody to go. We don't want nobody talking to us about that. And the Lord says, you know that little room that you locked many years ago and you threw away the key? That's exactly where I want to go. And I want to speak to you in there. Because where you lost hope, where you lost hope, where you thought that things were dead in your life, Peter thought his ministry was dead. He thought that his service to God was dead. Jesus says, hold on. Since I have the final word, I want to go and revisit that. I want to go into that area. And look what Peter says many years later. He actually writes two letters in the Bible, First and Second Peter. And in First Peter 3, he talks a little bit about this in chapter 1, verse 3. Listen to this. First Peter, this is him, the man writing this. In verse 3 of chapter 1, he says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus from the dead. Remember he was doubting? Well, here he's certain. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, now we live with great expectation. How is it that we live? Because Jesus was risen from the dead with great expectation. Can you say that with me? We live with great expectation. The Son of God, you and I, should live every day of our lives with great expectation. We wake up in the morning and there's great expectation. Oh God, you're going to do something today. You're going to surprise me today. You're going to do the miracle today. That thing that was dead in my life, if you still want it alive, you're going to bring it back. It doesn't matter if it's a loved one. Okay? It doesn't matter if it's a miracle that you've been waiting for, if it's a relationship. If God has not said it's time for that to die, you know what? You keep in trust. You keep trusting. You keep hoping. And you wait. And God will do great and mighty things. And the third thing, that if Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, I can completely be confident that if Christ resurrected, I will also rise up with him from the dead to eternal life. And that's a victory for you and me, guys. That if Christ rose from the dead, let me tell you, you and I will rise as well. I have hope that one day I'm going to see my father again, which died, and he believed in Christ. I have hope that I'm going to see him again. I have hope that people that I love that have gone before me, that trusted in the Lord, I'm going to encounter. And I have hope that one day when it's time to go from this body, the Bible says that this is a tent, when it's time to leave this tent. I don't know if it's a tent or not, but anyways. <laughs> when it's time to leave, I know that I will be resurrected again because Jesus was resurrected. And look what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1. Verse 21 through 23. Beautiful scripture.
Through Christ, you have come to trust in God. And you have placed your faith and hope in God because He raised Christ from the dead and gave Him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins and when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your hearts. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. You have been born again to what, guys? Not to a life that will quickly end. I have some news for you guys. I have some news maybe for the ones that are older. Because maybe you're like, oh, I'm coming to the end of my life. I have some news for you. It says here, okay, that we have a life that will not quickly end. Amen. And why will our life not quickly end? It says, your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Because Christ rose again. There's a new life for you. And there's a new life for me. It's very interesting that when Jesus is having that conversation with Peter... And he asked Peter the third time, Peter, do you love me? The Bible actually says that Peter put his head down. And that he felt dejected. And he was like, I wonder why he's asking me the third time if I love him. He understood later what was really going on. But Jesus not only tells him that, but he also tells him the way that he was going to die. And he told him, listen, when you were young, You would dress yourself and go wherever you wanted to go. You would do things your way. You would make your own decisions. You were your own man. But when you're old, somebody else is going to dress you. What he's saying is when you mature, you stop fighting over these kind of things. And you know what? I've noticed grandpas and grandmas, a lot of times the grandkids want to do something. And you know what the grandpa says? Okay, let's go. Let's get ice cream. All right, let's get ice cream. And the parents are the one. No, it's not time for ice cream. They're going to have dinner now and this and that. The grandparents are all relaxed. They're not there to be fighting anymore because when they were young, they made all those decisions. But now that they're old, they don't need to be in those kind of fights anymore. It doesn't matter if they give them three candies and send them back to your house. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time for bed. What are you doing giving them candy at this time? All the parents know what I'm talking about. We've been there, man. Like the people no said women. But anyways, <laughs> when you mature, you start to see life a little different. And Jesus is saying to Peter, now you have this fiery spirit and you want to do things your way and this and that. But you know what? Things are not always going to be like that. There's going to be a time when you start to slow down a bit. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to stretch out your arms. And take you where you don't want to go. He was actually talking to Peter about the way he was going to die. You know that history says that Peter died crucified as well. But you know what's the amazing thing? That he didn't saw it worthy for him to be crucified the same way that Jesus was crucified. So he asked that they would crucify him upside down. Amazing. So Jesus was telling Peter at that moment, don't worry, man. You're not going to run away. You're not going to lose the purpose I have for you. Actually, you're going to end up dying for me. 
But that same Peter says, even though I'm dying, there's a new life. There's a greater life. There's an eternal life. But life will not end quickly. Your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Peter learned to trust God. Peter learned to trust God. In that not so typical weekend, oh, he learned some lessons. And the question that I have for each of us in this room this morning is if on this Resurrection Sunday, you might be here, or you might be watching from home, do you have that new life that Christ offers you? Do you have that eternal life that even though you are fading away here, you know that there's a greater hope and there's a greater glory because Jesus resurrected from the dead. There's hope for you and for me. There's a God that says he has the last word over his life. There's a God that says that even though things might be dead, he can bring them back to life. And there's a God that says you could have hope in me because I conquered death. I conquered the grave and I could give you that power as well. Right there where you're at, I would like for you to close your eyes. Whether you're here, you're at home, just take a moment, close your eyes. This is a moment where I want you to really look deep within your heart. You see, in the drama that we just did a second ago, Moses came around and said, you know what? It might look like I have it all together, but I really need God. And Moses already knew the Lord in that drama, so he said, I'm coming back to church, but you might be here today. And you still don't have a relationship with Christ. And you might say, well, pastor, I don't really see the importance of that. Why do I need to have a relationship with Christ? Well, actually, I'm going to tell you, not in my words, but in the words of the Bible. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Bible says that whoever receives Christ receives eternal life. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And everyone here in this room, everybody watching through that camera, we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But today in this Resurrection Sunday, God wants to give you that second chance. He wants to give you that opportunity. And today, if you come to Christ, this morning, if you say, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I need forgiveness. You know that he will come into your life and he will forgive you of all your sin and give you that new life in Christ. If that's you this morning, right there where you are, eyes closed, head bowed, here in this room, there at home, I want you to make this prayer with me with all your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life and to die for me on the cross. Today, I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins and I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for taking my place on the cross. And thank you for resurrecting 
to give me a new life that I will not lose. I love you, Jesus. Thank you. And right there with your head bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you feel that you've walked away from God, maybe you felt disqualified or that you failed God or that what you've done is too big to receive his forgiveness, there's also room for you today. You already know the Lord. You're already a son, a daughter of God, but you've walked away this morning. Resurrection Sunday, 2021. Why don't you come back home? And I'm not talking back home to Numa. I'm, coming, I'm talking to you coming home back to the arms of the Father, to the Father that is waiting for you. And if that's you today, that need to reconcile with God and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I've messed up. Just take a moment right there where you're at. Just take a moment right there. Just talk to him. Just tell him to forgive you. Just tell him to give you a second opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. And I never want to. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. More than anything that you can do. I just want you. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want nothing else.
Just tell them nothing else. Tell them you want nothing else. Nothing else. Yes, Lord. I just want nothing else. Nothing else. Father, today that is our prayer. On this Resurrection Sunday, 2021. We want to tell you that we want nothing else but you. That you fill everything in our hearts, Lord God. We want to live for you, Lord. And I ask, my God, that every day you would become more and more real to us. That you would reach out, my God, into the situations that we face. And that you let us know that because Christ resurrected, you have the last word over our life. Not the situation that we're going through. You have the last word. Because Christ resurrected. You could give life even to those things that are dead. And if there's anything that we put that stone in front that we don't want nobody to go behind, Lord, today we ask you, go into those areas, Lord. Go into those areas and bring healing and restoration, Lord God. Because Christ resurrected. Today we have hope, not just for this life, but we have hope for eternal life, that we will be with you forever and ever. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, amen and amen. Let's put our hands together the Lord Jesus this morning. Amen.